0: This is WBEZ. For years, communities with limited access to food have been labeled food deserts. But amid various grocery store closures, some researchers and organizers are arguing for a more comprehensive lens to be applied to this issue. WBEZ's Melissa Melissa Renee Perry has more.
1: Coretta Pruitt is one of the many Auburn Gresham residents who were shocked to learn that their local Aldi store closed in June. Some had even arrived at the store to go grocery shopping the day it closed only to be met with a boarded up building. Pruitt drives by the shuttered store that was once a convenient five-minute drive from her home. So it's right here to your left and it closed just
0: without any warning, without any notice. It closed on um,
1: Sunday, June 12th. Now, Cruitt drives roughly half an hour to an Aldi located in South Suburban Blue Island to go grocery shopping. She takes me along with her on her updated route. First, we go to Let's Get Poppin', a popcorn store nearby. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. Thank, Thank you. Me. I've been coming me here. You, man. you too. I've been <clears> coming <throat> here for years. Then we walk across the street to stop into Family Dollar. And then we drive down the block for our final stop, Aldi. So there's usually like a few items I come in here and get Mm -hmm. especially with the spinach being as
0: reasonable as it is, $1.49.
1: Pruitt grabs staple items for her household, spinach, grapes, some cans of chicken noodle soup, along with more exciting items like flavored water and ice cream. And now ice cream and we're ready to rock and roll. Then she checks out and we head back to Auburn Gresham. By this time, it's been well over an hour since we first left. Even Auburn Gresham's alderman, David Moore, says that Aldi gave him no notice of the closure. So, what happened? In a statement, Aldi blamed declining sales and repeated burglaries. But Moore disagrees. He says the only two incidents that he is aware of took place during the widespread civil unrest in the summer of 2020. And his office immediately responded by increasing police presence at the store.
0: And the Aldi's, when doing the Civil unrest, was the only store that was open during the Auburn-Gresham community because we were able to protect that one.
1: In October of last year, the Aldi and West Garfield Park closed in an almost identical fashion. Shortly after this closure, West Garfield Park Save-A-Lot temporarily shut down, leaving an entire community without a grocery store. Shania Davis is the executive assistant for the Garfield Park Right to Wellness Collaborative. Currently, the collaborative is working with the city to figure out how to fill the vacated space. Before the closure, Davis visited her neighborhood Aldi often. Since I've been here, I watched two grocery stores close. I found out that Aldi's was closing on my way to Aldi's to grocery shop. At the time, I didn't have a car, so it was like, okay, where are we going to, you know, go? How are we going to figure this out? Eventually, I had to get a car. Along with the Aldi closures in West Garfield Park and Auburn-Gresham, Whole Foods announced it would be closing its Inglewood location, the Southside neighborhood's largest grocery store. Opened in 2016, the Whole Foods was initially celebrated for its potential to bring healthier food options to the area. Now, collectively, these three closures have sparked widespread outrage, along with a larger conversation about the inequity of Chicago's food landscape. Enrique Orozco is a data and communication specialist at the Chicago Food Policy Action Council.
0: Different grocery stores, like all of these, like Whole Foods, at the end of the day, they're they're a business. Their purpose is not to feed people or feed our communities. Their mission as a business is to make money.
1: Food desert is a common term that has been used to describe areas with low food access. However, some activists dislike the phrase arguing for the use of food apartheid instead. Orozco says labeling a community a food desert implies that low food access is naturally occurring and limits accountability.
0: It's wrong to just assume that that's the way things are and it sucks that there are communities where there's no food. This came around because of very intentional and very systematic policies that were made by people, calling the system for what it is, is—a food apartheid also gives power back to people, gives power back to organizers. A
1: 2018 study by local researchers found that overall, the number of supermarkets increased in the city of Chicago from 2007 to 2014, but there is little to no improvement in food accessibility in communities with low food access at the start of the study period. Daniel Block, one of the researchers, says that this pattern continues, with the south and west sides having the worst food access in the city. Block claims that this pattern is far from random.
0: I like to think about maps of low food access as actually maps of disinvestment. So, you know, we see that those maps often align with historic maps of redlining. Store closes and it doesn't reopen. That's adds to that pattern of disinvestment.
1: Regardless of Aldi's reasoning, its closure in Auburn-Gresham has left the neighborhood reeling. Fitzgerald Cran, Director of Social Services at St. Sabina, runs a food pantry in Auburn-Gresham. He's seen a spike in clients since the closure. I think a lot of people have made my food pantry their their, uh, grocery store because of the fact that there aren't any, you know, within uh, maybe a mile or so radius from where they may live. Soon, the residents of Auburn-Gresham may have another grocery store to choose from. The Black-owned company, Yellow Banana, recently received a $13.5 million grant to update and revitalize Save-A-Lot stores across the city. As part of this grant, Yellow Banana plans to buy and reopen a shuttered Save-A-Lot location in Auburn-Gresham by the end of this year. They also plan on renovating the Save-A-Lot in West Garfield Park. Michael Nance, co-founder of Yellow Banana, says a key goal of the company will be communicating with the residents and the communities they serve. Communities that have seen stores come and go throughout the years. We understand that there are challenges, but uh, we also understand that you've got to communicate. Uh, Our hope is that the community understands
0: that we see a reflection of ourselves in them and that we intend to treat them accordingly.
1: While food is essential for survival, Orozco with the Chicago Food Policy Action Council says it also plays a major role in the vitality of any given community.
0: Food is is our culture. Food is our our family. Food is our friends. You need it to survive, but it's so much more than that. It's the heart and soul of, of family and communities. If you're not worried about surviving, you can enjoy your family. You can enjoy your community. Food just connects us all.
1: By viewing these disparities in food access through a lens of food apartheid, the hope is that more sustainable, transformative interventions will be put into place in Chicago and beyond. Melissa Renee Perry, WBZ News.